Yes, my child named Alex might have been messing around a little bit with it. <laughs> she pretends to do podcasts. <laughs> They're really bad. I bet. What does she talk about? She kind of makes up stories, but then they don't really have any logical like sequence and to the stories. They're very just weird. I wish we could set it up to record her and then like just listen to a story that Nora or sorry, uh, Alex. Alex. Yeah. yeah. Not for this podcast. She didn't know anything about this stuff. <laughs> that's fine. We don't either. <laughs> oh my God. That's true. You're listening to Fixing Faxes, a podcast on the journey of building a digital health startup with your host, myself, Jonathan Bowers. And I'm Angela Hopke. So it is October 29th. Oh, Alex. we're going to divulge the date? People are going to have expectations. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> and it's okay. It's okay. okay. Halloween is in two days. Oh my goodness, yeah. My daughter is going to, Alex is supposed to be dressing up tomorrow. She has been wanting, well, she's changed her mind a million times of mm -hmm. what she wants to be, but she she finally decided on being a bunny we left costume making to last minute. Last night, it was like all falling apart. Everything was not working. I couldn't deal with it. I lost my ever-loving mind. Alex then decides to drop the bomb. Well, mom, after you bought the bunny costume, I actually didn't want to be a bunny anymore. But I knew you had bought all the stuff to make the costume. So I didn't say anything. I really want to be a bat. Oh, I didn't even know what to say. So many things were going through my mind at that moment. I'm taking an old black tablecloth that I have. I will make a poncho style wings for her. She's going to wear black leggings, put a little face makeup on, and she will be the bat she's always wanted to be. I can't deal with Halloween anymore. <laughs> there's no time for those kinds of hobbies right now. No, there's no time. I totally just... I don't know what the word is, but I, I, I just did whatever. I, I didn't make Nora's costume. She wanted to be a bear. I bought a costume. Mm -hmm. She loved it. It just fits her. Thank goodness. Cause that also came yesterday. And her biggest concern was if I am a bear, maybe I shouldn't crawl around outside, <laughs> but rather should walk. So the cars don't hit me. <laughs> <laughs> she's very safety conscious i like that a lot i mean there's a number of reasons why you shouldn't crawl around on halloween in a costume but that that i think is the most important one she was though this child was testing me by saying this she was testing me to see if that was appropriate or not because she really did want to crawl mm. <laughs> so she was more like i'll test the waters and see what mom <laughs> says about this and then when she says it, and I'm like, that's a good idea, Nora. You shouldn't crawl. Well, happy Halloween. Hope everyone had some candy. And you were smart about your venturing out or not venturing mm -hmm. out during Halloween. Yep. Segway. Segway. <laughs> Should we just say that and then yeah. everybody know. <laughs> yeah, just say just say the word segway. 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 <laughs> I did have a topic in my mind that was bothering me today. Yeah, let's talk about it. Was it bothering you earlier on the call? <laughs> Explain yourself, Jonathan. Why would you say there that? There was just a few moments where you were sitting there pursed-lipped, looking. I 
do not purse my lips. Do I? Occasionally, yeah. If you're thinking, <gasps> well, no, it's not like a not like that. It's more like it get, they get thinner. <laughs> like you'll you'll be thinking about something, and then is that what I do? Is that what I it can't like? I can't do your face. Ugh, I wish you could because then I'd know what I. We'll start recording everything so that I can point it out to you. We'll do a debrief. Oh, so we can afterwards. really do nice debriefs, yeah. like in sports, where they yeah. your coach goes over things <laughs> later about how you really royally screwed it all up. Yeah, I'll circle your you lips get, and say, okay, yeah. "See here, this moment that. here, I read this as," and then the eyebrow knit. Um, oh, there's a lot of eyebrow action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yep, 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 yep. Um, tell me about. Yeah, it ties in. What, okay. It ties in. Talk to me. So, okay. In the last year of building Clinect, and maybe, well, actually, I'm going to ask you a few questions around this too. In the last year of building Clinect, I have tried to lead a company that is also a social enterprise in a very transparent, hence, obviously, this podcast too, Mm -hmm. in a very transparent, inclusive way where I invite people to give me feedback because I know know, we have a small team. So I know our team really well. I know our users really well. I know a lot of them by first name. I, my, I have a big group of founders and investors and stuff. And I know, I know everybody really well. And I think that I have welcomed and created the welcoming of feedback a lot okay. Okay. of feedback. Okay. I have a feeling I know where this might go. <laughs> and <clears throat> I wanted that. I wanted this to be a social enterprise where people felt they had a say in, or mm-hmm. not even a say, but rather a place to be heard about something that was being built that ha- I believe has is going to have such a big impact. In the last week and a half, I feel like that all has come not come back to bite me a little bit, but has certainly <laughs> made me realize what a what a thick set of skin I need to uh, yeah. have to continue that or where is my line in the sand that I need to now, rather than putting this inclusive mediator welcoming hat on, take that off and put the CEO hat on and say, that's all well and good. Thank you for your feedback. And now I'm making this decision. (laughs) And this has been a hard one these last few weeks. (laughs) Mm, And I'm struggling a lot with it. So you've been at, you've led a team longer than I have, Jonathan. Yeah. I mean, but we struggle with the same things and it seems to come up occasionally in seasons where I feel like, okay, I can sort of get some feedback and uh, I don't need to make the decisions, but usually it comes down to somebody needs to make the decision and it's probably the leader needs to make that decision. Totally. And I mean, like the feedback is is still really helpful, right? Like it informs on the decisions that you need to make and how you're going to approach that and making sure that everyone is heard and feels heard. But it, you know, sometimes you just have to, 
like a decision just has to be made. And it's the same, it's the same when we work with clients sometimes, right? We, we, we often can't make the decision for the client. We can give them like, here's what we think you should do. Mm-hmm. Here's the reasons why, you know, if it's, if it's very clear that this is, this is what should happen and we shouldn't really even consider other alternatives, we won't present those, but occasionally it'll be sort of a toss up and we'll say, okay, you could go this way or this way. We th- think this first way, but if you want to choose this other way, here's the, here's the other option. And here's what that means. We're doing that on another project right now where we, I wouldn't say struggle to get a decision made, but that's essentially what we're trying to do every week is get someone to make a decision because we have to keep moving forward. We can't, we can't just get stuck having the same conversations over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. Somebody needs to make that decision and then we move forward on it. Mm -hmm. And it's not that, it's not that people are you know, people are left out because the, like all the feedback is brought in, but like, we have to pick a direction. Like we can't, we can't go into, we can't go left and right at the same time. We've gotten fairly good at that. I mean, occasionally we'll make, we'll make some decisions that not everyone really agrees with, but generally the decisions that are being asked to make being made are kind of inconsequential. Like it doesn't really matter to someone's existence, whether we do A or B. <laughs> right. It's, you know, it's, it's at that point, it's just a matter of opinion and maybe preference and, um, but it's not like it's violating someone's rights or values. Right. Right. So, you know, so the, dis- I, and I, I don't know if I'm struggling so much with the actual decision-making, but rather I think I take a lot on personally, cause I care about mm-hmm. this. Pro- I've never cared about a product ever as much as I care about Clinect. I've never Mm -hmm. cared about a company as much as I care about Clinect. And so then when I get feedback that is, and it's just straight up feedback that, because we've received a lot of positive feedback and some negative feedback, but it's this sense of us being an an open book, me being kind of an open book as to whether, you know, the person that you can send all this feedback to. And I'm getting a little bit I think number one overloaded with Mm -hmm. feedback. Mm -hmm. I'm also, it's nearly impossible not to take some of this personally because I do care. So even though it has nothing, like it's not me, it's the product that they're criticizing for this, that, and the other thing. They're criticizing decisions that I've already made and, and things like that. And I am like, I'm a, I'm a little feedbacked out, but as a social enterprise, your stakeholders are so much, more than I, than, well, any other kind of company, I think, because you are trying to do something for a greater good. And so therefore there's more stakeholders that maybe should have a say. I don't know. Having trouble managing that. Yeah, it's hard. I also care a lot. Maybe maybe not as much about this product as you do, but I do care about like a lot of things in the same with the same mm-hmm. passion that you have. And I really I really get like encouraged is maybe too light of a way of saying it, but like I get really encouraged when other people on the team have that same that same level of care. Yeah, when they think about things in the same way and they get they get, you know, not emotionally involved with it because I don't I don't know that that's super healthy, but to just have like have this feeling of ownership and and like skin in the game yep. in a way 
Yeah. That just, I, I get really excited about that. Like when, when someone on our team has taken on an initiative and sort of taken it to the next level and, and even just analyzed it to the point where like, this is clearly something that they care a lot about. And I want to try mm-hmm. and support that. And, and I like that perspective though, too, because uh, I, I mean, that's normally the way that I feel about it. I'm always like, oh my gosh, you know, them having passion and them giving me either critical, positive or negative feedback means they care. And that's mm-hmm. the number one thing. They are caring about what we're doing and what we're building. But I, <laughs> I think, I think for for me is that passion, either positive or negative, has been amplified over the last couple of weeks and it feels right. like a lot at me, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I think that's, I'm fatiguing a little yeah. bit from the, and I totally agree with you. Like even, even if it is negative, so we, we, we have a user who is critical and uh, of, of what we're doing, of the product, of all this kind of stuff. Sure. Um, and, but the feedback that they give is actually really, really great. That's awesome. <laughs> they give it in a way that's that is sometimes hard to digest. Yeah. And and so I, you know, as personally I have to manage that. But I think that them even caring the ounce that they do about this says says a whole bunch about what we are doing because it is it is on their radar it's something that they do care about they clearly have a passion about it and and that's and that's great so amplify that with then a a lot of other feedback that i've been getting this week and oh i tell you i thought i would relish in feedback because that's the way I love to operate and I love inspiring passion in other people. But the last couple of weeks is it's like feedback fatigue. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't have any solutions for you at all. Like I have no, I have no, I don't know what to tell you other than to like try to try to relate a little bit. Um, I mean, well, one thing, one thing I is I think that if you weren't getting that feedback at all, if you were getting nothing, I think you would be frustrated totally. but in a different in a different way. And so I think oh, I think this totally. is this is healthier for for the product. Like you said, like that passion is I think signaling that this is something that is important. It's I, it's it's worth people speaking up about. Totally. And and I think also what it does for me is it's a growth opportunity to be perfectly yeah. honest. It's it's allowing me to take it, you know, grow a bit thicker skin. And also say, you know, be really, really solidified in why we've made the decisions that we have, like, you know, take off that hat, put on my CEO hat and say, though that feedback is amazing. But at the end of the day, business decisions do have to be made and we have made some and they've, they, and they have not been done lately. And so I just have to, you know, get over the whole imposter syndrome and the this and the that and the everything else that goes on and and just be really grounded in the fact that we have made the right decisions and not waffle in that and that is that is whew, that's no. hard i think so one of the things that happened to me maybe 3 or 4 years ago now i i got some like very very negative feedback to the point where we had to like sort of mutually fire each other 
a client. Okay. Uh, it was, it did not, it did not go well. And I mean, from my perspective, I don't actually feel like we did anything wrong. Right. In this case, the client misunderstood something and maybe we didn't do a good enough job clarifying, but I actually think we did. Anyways, it felt, <laughs> it felt heavy. Like it felt awful because I mean, I was on vacation and it kind of ruined part of my vacation uh, a little bit yeah. and came back, you know, had to come back. And it, anyways, the travel back was just awful. Lost a lot of sleep over it. And it felt, yeah, it just felt awful and heavy and thick. And now looking back at it, it, it didn't matter. Like it, it made no difference to, you know, the, the, my life at all. Um, <laughs> no, it just felt. But at the felt, time it was so oh, yeah. heavy. It, at the time, it just felt it just felt oh. awful, and I—I I mean, I didn't think that my world was ending or anything like that. It wasn't that severe, but it was really hard to deal with. And but now it's like it's so it's so insignificant in the grand scheme of everything mm -hmm. that's going on that I—I I mean, I still think about it occasionally as a as a lesson, I guess. But I don't I don't sit and dwell in that in that feeling at all. And so I find I find that comfort helps. in that. Yeah. yeah. I was like, okay, I'm finding a bit of comfort in that <laughs> also, that this too shall pass. <laughs> I mean, yes and no, it'll just, it'll just morph. But, so the thing about Clinact is we hit on, like we hit on nerves yeah. with this one. We are suggesting a different way of managing a patient referral, which potentially influences patient care. This isn't insignificant. It's yeah, yeah. significant. Yeah. And I take so much ownership around that. And, and the feedback is amazing, but it's That's also highly personalized, highly critical sometimes too. Yeah. And it's yeah. just, wow, like you gotta have either a, like, well, a good way to shed that at the end of the day, which is clearly what I'm I'm missing right now a little bit, is an ability to just kind of go and and, and trust in I have trust in our team. I just I think it's trust in myself and my decision making that I'm yeah, that I I need to dig into. Oh. Thanks for listening to Fixing Faxes, Building a Digital Health Startup. I'm Angela Hopke and my co-host is Jonathan Bowers. Music by Andrew Codeman. Follow us on Twitter at Fixing Faxes. We would love it if you gave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you review podcasts. Thanks for listening. I didn't know you had a cat. Yeah, Belle. We finally got her to stop sleeping in our crotches, which is nice. <laughs> I think the word crotch is one of the funniest <laughs> words in the English language, by the way. <laughs>